Due to our current difficult financial situation, West Limerick 102 FM are making an urgent appeal for financial donations from you, our loyal listeners. You can donate directly to the station in Sheehan's Road, Newcastle West, or donate to our GoFundMe, which can be found on our Facebook page. Without your urgent help, we may not be able to continue broadcasting and serving the community going forward. Thank you. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 069-66200 or you can text or WhatsApp 087-166-9800 and you can email me patrick102fm at gmail.com and any questions you might have, I'll answer on the next show. Uh, Today I'm going to be looking at all the latest in tech and a bit of entertainment, especially with the Oscar nominations that were announced and uh, uh, Killian Murphy from Down the Road in Cork getting nominated for Best Actor, which is a fantastic achievement. Uh, So we're going to have a look at some of those as well. We're going to start off with a story about Microsoft. There's actually another story with Microsoft coming up as well, which is kind of big news for them. But uh, starting off, we have uh, Microsoft Teams. They're now supporting 3D and VR meetings. Uh, Microsoft Mesh is now out of preview and ready to make Teams meetings a lot different. So there's a picture here of what looks like kind of we characters are, uh, well, slightly more advanced, but not not a lot more. But like characters from, um, if you if you've seen any images of the metaverse where it's like cartoon character versions of people uh, so it's like that in a like a virtual room uh, but it's like an open room where you can see mountains and everything around you but there's like a big kind of a bar or some kind of decorative decorative room behind you so it's a, v- a whole virtual room with a fire in the middle and a, a round table and all the people are meeting there so you'll be able to meet in a, in a virtual room like that using Microsoft now Um, Microsoft is launching its immersive 3D meetings inside Microsoft Teams today. Uh, Microsoft Mesh, the company's mixed reality platform, is coming out of preview and being integrated into Teams to let people gather in virtual spaces with or without a VR headset. Okay, that's handy. You don't have to have the headset. Uh, I got to try out Mesh inside Microsoft Teams late last year, and it feels a lot like a corporate version of Allspace VR, the social VR platform. Microsoft acquired in 2017 and shut down a year ago. Uh, Okay, so they bought it and used the whole framework and then shut it down and integrated it into Teams to use it for that. Uh, Take it away from being a game or something like that and turn it more into a a meeting platform. Uh, The 3D mesh meetings in Teams works best with a VR headset, with Microsoft only supporting Meta's Quest devices currently. Uh, You can participate in virtual 3D meetings, And the immersive spatial audio feature mimics the ability to have uh, the type of private conversations you'd have in an office by moving away from a co-worker in a virtual space. So you can move over to somebody else and kind of whisper in their ear and nobody else will be able to hear it. Uh, So the 3D environments are also customizable with games like uh, throwing beanbags or icebreaker questions. for remote colleagues you might not have met before. So there's kind of games you can play together as well as a bit of an icebreaker um, or or if you're bored in the middle of a meeting. (laughs) Uh, All of the standard mesh features include immersive spaces in Teams will be available to Microsoft Teams business plans. 
And if you want to deploy a custom immersive space, then a Teams premium license is required. Um, I first used Microsoft Mesh nearly three years ago and said at the time it felt like the virtual future of Microsoft Teams meetings. Uh, while Microsoft Mesh still exists as a platform to allow developers to tap into AR, VR experiences, its integration into Teams feels like a natural step. So now you can have your uh, a virtual world with, with, with all your colleagues from around the world or, or friends or whatever like that, uh, if you want. So that's the next step in, in VR technology. A uh, report into the failure of RTE's toy show, The Musical, is expected to be published later. Uh, it's reported RTE projected sales of 90,000 tickets for The Musical, but only sold just over 11,000. Uh, five members of the current board uh, were in place during the controversy, and it's claimed no written record of the 2.2 million euro flop being approved. Uh, former Minister Shane Ross believes the RTE board should all resign. They're on the defensive, they're waiting for the next report, and they should, of course, resign. They should resign because of this risk situation last night, which came out, and which is going to be apparent when the report comes out yeah. today. They should certainly resign on those on that basis, but they shouldn't be sitting around waiting to be called up to the next director's committee because they're not going to be able to do their job. We need a new board, new people, new energy. Yeah, it was a, it was a big mess up, all right. You know, it never really took off. And I think with Tuberty not being on board at the time and everything else, uh, it really didn't it really didn't uh, uh, work very well. Um, the, so the Oscar nominations we were talking about at the beginning, um, we can have a look at some of those. Best Picture, American Fiction. Fi uh, let's see the ones I've seen. Hopefully I've seen a few of them. American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie. <laughs> I've seen Barbie. Uh, that was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, no. Uh, the Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon. I have seen that on the thing, but I haven't seen it. Maestro, I haven't seen that. Oppenheimer, I've seen that. It's quite good. I don't think it's the best film. I've, it isn't the best film I've seen this year. And the best film I've seen this year isn't in the Oscar nominations. It, do you know what it is? It's um, Godzilla number one. It's a Japanese uh, Godzilla movie. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's very original. It's very old school. Um, very, very well done. Great actors. Great special effects. Uh, yeah, it's really, really good now. Um, uh, but other nominations, Past Lives, Poor Things and the zone of interest so i've only seen two of the movies in there i must see i've seen killers of the flower moon on the streaming service so i must watch that um but yeah i'll try to watch a few more of those uh, best director jonathan glazer for the zone of interest uh yorgos latimos poor things uh christopher nolan for oppenheimer scorsese for killers of the flower moon well i've only seen one of them but nolan always does a, a great job he did a great job with this movie as well Justin Triet for Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, so I don't know who's going to win any of these categories because I haven't seen enough of the movies. Uh, best Actor Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Coleman Domingo for Rustin. And Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. Killian uh, Murphy, of course, for Oppenheimer. There's a bit of a, an ad in between the list here. And Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. Hopefully Killian Murphy will win it. It'd be great to see uh, an Irishman winning uh, Best Actor. And in the Best Actress category, we have Annette Benning, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Huller, Carey Mulligan, and Emma Stone for Portings, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, so Killers of the Flower Moon seem to get a lot of nominations. 
In Best Supporting Actor, you have Sterling K. Brown, uh, Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling for Barbie got a nomination. And Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure about Ryan Gosling for Barbie. You know, it was kind of a kid's movie. It was, you know, I don't think it, uh, <laughs> it should be getting nominations and things like that. I don't know, is it that? kind of movie but if they seem to think so uh, Best Supporting Actress Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer Danielle Brooks for The Colour Purple America Ferreira for Barbie uh, Jodie Foster for Nyad and Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers uh, Original Screenplay Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers May-December uh, Maestro and Past Lives, Adapted Screenplay American Fiction Barbie, Oppenheimer, Portings and The Zone of Interest and uh, animated feature uh, you have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse in there you have Robot Dreams uh, Naimona Elemental and The Boy of Heron um, production design uh, Barbie Killers of the Flower Moon Napoleon Oppenheimer and Portings I take it back Barbie should be in there because the um, production design was amazing in Barbie I, I think it probably should win that actually and costume as well it was actually very good uh, costume design, yeah, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon. Napoleon as well could be up there with um, with costume design, uh, production design maybe as well. Napoleon is a movie. I don't know. The, the, his, the portrayal of Napoleon himself wasn't great. Um, and, you know, showing the size and scale of... of of what he achieved, you know, uh, was it was a bit weird. It, it, it didn't... Uh, it was kind of... Um, belittling the 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 vastness of of what he achieved and and things like that um i was listening to a review of napoleon and they said that they uh, a lot of um historians did a review one time they were trying to decide the most influential people to have ever lived and um they did like a top 10 list number one was jesus Number two was Napoleon and number three was Muhammad, you know, so that's how vast they, they, and you know, you think Genghis Khan and all them would be up there as well, but, but that, when it comes to Napoleon, that's how vast his influence was because, and also they didn't highlight what he did with education and things like that. Uh, he completely kind of revolutionized education, which has kind of had effects all over the world. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of art and different things that was also involved uh, rather than just conquering as well. But even, I don't know, yeah, the movie didn't didn't give a great representation of Napoleon, I think, uh, from what I've heard and, and you know, from what it, from the, watching the movie itself. So, but um, the, the costume and cinematography and things like that were pretty amazing. All right. Uh, cinematography in the in the Oscars, El Conde, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer and Poor Things. Um, I know that um, that uh, that that my one of my favorite movies of the year, um, uh, Godzilla number one, did get a nomination, but I'm not sure. Where, it could be in special effects or something. So editing is Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer and Poor Things. So there's a lot of Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer in here. Makeup and hairstyling, Golda Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Uh, and Society of the Snow. Uh, sound, The Creator, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, Oppenheimer and The Zone of Interest. Um, the Creator is another one. I have to watch. I was watching, I started watching it one day and then I, uh, 
it was late at night and I realised I didn't have enough time to finish it so I, I stopped watching it but I, I need to go back and watch that um, visual effects here we go so um, the creator Godzilla minus one Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning and Napoleon I hope Godzilla wins it I just just for the fact that uh, it's such a good movie uh, original score American fiction Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny that was a terrible movie though uh, Killers of the Flower Moon Oppenheimer and Poor Things uh, original song The Fire Inside Flaming Hot uh, I'm Just Ken from Barbie no uh, it never went away from American Symphony um, W-H-Z-H-A-A-Z-H-E what a song what a name of a song Wahazeze a song for my people uh, from Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, it's a Native American word. That's hard to pronounce. Uh, what was I made for <laughs> from Barbie as well? Um, documentary feature, Bobby Wine, the People's President, The Eternal Memory, Four Daughters, To Kill a Tiger, and 20 Days in Maripol. I haven't seen any of those. Uh, there's a lot of movies I need to watch, I'm realizing. Uh, best International Feature, The Teacher's Lounge, uh, Io Capitano, Perfect Days, Society of the Snow, and The Zone of Interest. Godzilla number one should be in there as well, I think. Uh, best Animated Short, Letter, Letter to a Pig, 95 Senses, Our Uniform, uh, Patchy Derme, and The War is Over, the, inspired by the music of John Anoko. Uh, documentary Short, The ABCs of Book Banning, The Barber of Little Rock, Island in between the last repair shop and Nainai and Waipo. Um, and the best, the final one, the best live action short, uh, The After, Invincible, Night of Fortune, Red, White and Blue, and The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. So that's all the Academy Award nominations uh, for this year. So it's taught mood boosting treatments could be used as alternative care for those with bowel disorders like Crohn's disease and colitis. A study suggests talking therapies, antidepressants and exercise may help with those living with the conditions. Experts at King's College in London found that they help to reduce inflammation in patients by almost 20%. So mood, your mood can actually affect inflammation and things like that. You know, that's I suppose why people when they get worried or there are some, you know, big issues like that, they can often get sick as well. So, you know, maybe your mood can affect things. Um, and sometimes you don't realize it, so maybe staying on a kind of a level as you can, but it's not easy, of course, uh, but uh, staying as level as you can, not letting things kind of get to you, uh, might actually help with your physical health as well. So, yeah, but uh, of course, that's easier said than done. NVIDIA's RTX GPUs can now upgrade SDR content to HDR using AI. Uh, RTX Video HDR joins RTX Video Super Resolution to further improve web videos. Uh, NVIDIA is launching a new feature for all RTX GPU owners today, the RTX, uh, or RTX Video HDR. Much like how NVIDIA's RTX Super Resolution can upscale, upscale old blurry web videos, RTX Video HDR uh, AI uses AI to convert SDR color space videos to HDR. Uh, you just need uh, a HDR10 compatible monitor with HDR enabled in Windows. Uh, RTX Video HDR is part of today's 551.23 Game Ready driver release for the new RTX 4070 Ti Super Launch. Um, 
the video HDR feature works in both Microsoft Edge and Google Chrome. Uh, and during the, my testing on a HDR 600 monitor, I noticed it added subtle color detail to 4K YouTube videos that weren't uploaded in HDR. The effect might be more obvious on a better HDR monitor, but it was difficult to notice unless I toggled it on and off multiple times. I found similar results when I tested RTX video super resolution uh, previously to upscale old YouTube videos and sharpen them up. Yeah, so it's a... Uh, with any of that uh, kind of uh, upscaling and things like that, I have uh, in the Google Pixel, I have the unblur feature, which uses AI and it kind of guesses, it fills in the spaces and uh, adds pixels and makes it sharper looking. So it, it uses thousands and or probably millions of reference photos of what something should look like. And it makes the best guess and kind of fills in the gaps and turns your blurry photo into like a super sharp photo. Uh, it, it's it, it's not it works good on some but if they're too blurry it won't work uh, but I tried it on some um, I think if it helps if there's a lot of information in the photo I had an old photo which was a picture of a photograph so I had a big box of photographs and I took a picture of one now the original picture was blurry uh, the photograph I took was as good as I could with, with the phone camera. It came out quite good. But the original photo with uh, an old um, film camera was kind of blurry. Uh, and it didn't fix it very well. But then I had a photo I took of a, like a mixed martial arts fight with a big uh, SLR camera, DSLR. Uh, and it was a bit blurry because of the movement. But the picture, the, the, the amount of information in the picture was quite good. And then I used the unblur in that. Uh, I uploaded it to my phone and used the unblur on that, and then that worked very good. Uh, it sharpened it up. It actually made it kind of usable, whereas, you know, uh, say I'd go to an event sometimes taking photos, uh, and I'd take, uh, because it's very fast-moving and you want to capture all the movement if a punch lands or a kick lands or something like that, uh, you take a lot of photos, so they could be maybe... 12 or 14 fights in the night, I might take a 1,000 photos or maybe more. But then I'd go through them all. A lot of would be blurry. A lot would be the focus. There's focus problems with mixed martial arts because it's usually in a cage and the autofocus grabs the cage uh, and that can be a problem. So you have a load of photos. Where I had a few photos many times where there was a knockout punch landed or something like that. Looked at the photo and there was lovely clear fence uh, with blurry fighters in the background and the, the, the knockout punch landing in the background blurry and a lovely clear fence because the fence is closer to me. And, you know, I did, I've done fights using manual focus, but then you have to have the speed to move around, zoom in and out and manual focus. And it's it's hard, you know, and you can, you know, it's almost as bad to have something slightly out of focus. I've had it before where I was manual focusing uh, a fight because it was just the camera was misbehaving for me and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it kept grabbing the fence. So I said, look, I'll manual focus this. And um, I got a photo. It was, it wasn't bad, but the thing is the, the, the face was slightly not, not sharp enough. And the shorts of the fighter or something like that, or the, the foot or something like that was perfectly sharp. So I was just a little bit off of the, the perfect focus. And I was, you know, I wasn't happy about that. But that then, the unblur on the Google Pixel, if I had thought of that, would, would have actually fixed that and maybe sharpened up the face a bit better. Um, 
but that's it that's the the technology now and it's getting better and better all the time uh, as it as it gets trained on the AI gets trained on more references and uh, mistakes get corrected and then it it learns from those mistakes and and you know and, and does it over and over and over again uh, it learns quite good so uh, but Nvidia's hard drives or GPUs now are also um, integrating AI and uh, helping to to turn blurry videos into sharper videos so that's quite amazing uh, a convicted murderer is to become america's first inmate to be put to death using nitrogen gas uh, kenneth smith is set to be executed in alabama today after his legal bid to have the method declared unconstitutional failed uh, two years ago he survived a lethal injection because they couldn't find a vein uh, skies shaman freeman powell explains how it will be done this time they intend to use nitrogen gas and this would basically suffocate him. The religious person that he will have with him, his advocate, has also been warned that he could potentially also suffer side effects because he will also be in the same room. That's, that's crazy. Oh, it's, it's terrible that this, you know, uh, that that's still going on. But then you hear the details of some of these crimes that these criminals have done and you're like, you know, what else? But I don't know. It's 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 a strange situation. It's hard to know. Uh, you can fall down on either side. I'm sure if it was a member of your family or something that was a victim of one of these, you know, criminals, they're usually fairly heavy criminals that get the death sentence. Um, you would be completely for it. But you know, to look from an outsider's in, you might say, you know, it's 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 also cruel itself, and it's the kind of thing that people go back and forth on. Um, Google is using AI to organize and customize your Chrome browser. Uh, sometimes organizing the world's information just means cleaning up your browser tabs. But Google has even bigger plans coming soon. Uh, Google's Chrome browser is learning in, is leaning into AI in a big way. Rather than just shove a barred sidebar into the browser, Google is rolling out a couple of features that um, tab into its models in order to hopefully make your browser a little more pleasant to use. They're launching today in an experimental mode you can go to settings and turn on experimental AI to get them. So I might try that later. And Google says that uh, it's just the beginning of the AI browser takeover. Uh, Chrome's new tab organizer feature is the most compelling. You can right click on a Chrome tab to select organize similar tabs and Chrome will attempt to create a tab uh, group filled with similar stuff. And that can be handy sometimes. I like, um, say if I put on a song in, on YouTube Music, and it will pick another song that maybe I've listened to before or maybe it's from a similar genre. So if I put on a bit of 90s pop music or something, it'll play another 90s pop song or it'll play, it'll keep playing away tracks. Um, and sometimes it's handy if you're out for a drive and, you you know, you want to concentrate on the road and not the, not the, the, the radio. It's good. It'll auto play kind of decent enough songs I wouldn't have to skip that many and I can be fussy sometimes like oh I don't like that song or whatever but it usually picks fairly good you know if you pick a couple of songs and it'll continue you know you just leave it for in autoplay and it'll continue playing it's usually pretty good and it's kind of using uh, different algorithms and things like that uh, to, to guess what you want to listen to next I suppose and follow the genre follow your your previous um, play, what what music you've previously played and things like that. So, uh, Chrome's new tab organizer feature is the most compelling. 
you can right click on a Chrome tab and select organize similar tab. Oh yes, I just said that. Yeah, Chrome will uh, attempt to create a tab group filled with similar stuff. If you're shopping for something, uh, deep diving some esoteric subject, or just opening all your news reading tabs at once. Chrome will try to keep all that stuff together. Uh, Chrome's tab groups are an underrated feature in general. Uh, they're, helpful, uh, they're a helpful way to keep your stuff in order, but they do take some work to set up. Uh, this just makes it all automatic. So this might help me with this show even. Uh, so what I do is um, when I'm researching for this show, well, I'll be researching all week, looking at bits and pieces just generally anyway. But when I'm actually getting ready for the show, I go through all the different websites uh, that have technology news and I open all the uh, open new tabs for each one. So I have a load of tabs along the top of the screen with all the different stories that I think might be interesting for Tech Thursday. And then I, I read them all one by one, and close them down after. Uh, so this might actually help to make things like that easier. It might say, all right, this guy wants to make uh, a bunch of technology news, you know, get all the headlines from all the different websites in one in one um, group and, and maybe make a group or something like that, which could be handy. I must try it out. Uh, the Chrome theme store is also getting an AI upgrade. You'll be able to pick an image a style, a color, and a few other things, and Chrome will automatically generate um, a browser theme to match. Uh, Google says it's using the same text uh, image model that powers Android's generative wallpapers, which in my experience are something bizarrely, uh, bizarre, but mostly very cool. Yeah, so I was using um, the, the generative wallpaper as well. It's not as kind of flexible as I was hoping. So in the Google Pixel 8, you know, your background wallpaper, it gives you a kind of a template and then you can add, it, it just gives you a list of words you can put into that template. So you can say a rainy forest um, uh, in with a, a, a foreground of a spaceship and a background of something else or something like that. And it'll, you know, of... Uh, orchids or something like that so it'll make you a forest with orchids and spaceships flowing in the background or something like that but it's but that's it you're limited to their frame and to their suggestions so you know it's it's not like you're making a completely now i know there's probably 10 million different options but it's not like a unique um a, a completely unique image you can't say uh, make me a picture of uh, you know the West Limerick 102 theme in a forest with um, with you know all the Limerick hurlers in the background. <laughs> it won't do that for you. It'll just do what what format it has. So uh, I, I wish they could expand the scope of it a bit more and use use you know um, their their full AI system for that wallpaper generation or something like that. But no, maybe I could do that anyway. Just go to a website and make it downloaded and use it on my phone. But uh, the built-in one is not; uh, it's more restricted. It's it's only using uh, using their templates, so it's it's kind. It is AI, but it's not exactly um, like they they could have done that without AI. They could have just created all those images into a folder. Uh, you know, all the different options uh, had the computer do it, and then when I put in whatever option I pick, it just picks that out of the list and gives that to me, rather than create the, a unique image kind of thing. But um, so it's not exactly completely AI or completely um, generative 
uh, you know, uh, construction. It's just follow, filling in the template. And it, it's it's 90% done already. You just fill in a word in three different places, you know. Um, the third new AI feature in Chrome, which is coming next month, is also a good hint at what's to come for the browser. Google is adding its Help Me Write feature uh, to every site on the web. Uh, just You just right-click on any text box anywhere, select the feature, and Google's AI will ask you what you want to write and then generate a first draft for you. Google suggests you might use Help Me Write to write reviews and emails on RSVPs to parties. Uh, that kind of web-wide AI integration is why Chrome uh, could be such a powerful place for Google to integrate its Gemini model. Uh, the Bard uh, Assistant and the rest of its nascent AI tools. Google search engine is already like a layer on top of the internet. Uh, the company obviously wants its AI to work in the same way uh, to help you not just find the things, uh, but also how to interact and create more things. Uh, we're already seeing how this, uh, seeing this show up in features like Chrome's article summarization, which is in the Google Pixel phone, and we're going to see more of that soon. If anything, Google's late to the party here. Microsoft has been bundling similar AI features into Edge for the last year, and smaller players like Arc and Opera are doing uh, their own AI integrations as well. So it's really the, the big thing, and it's only getting bigger and bigger. Uh, an oil company has apologized to its neighbors in East Cork after a gas oil spill in the area. Irving Oil says re recovery efforts are underway after the release of a gas oil of a gas of gas oil at its Whitegate refinery on Monday. Uh, the Echo reports the company is working on all impacted areas around the refinery. So hopefully they'll clean that up. That's it's very bad. Uh, Google's latest Pixel feature drop adds Circle to Search, Magic Compose, and more. And it finally lets the Pixel 8 Pro take your body temperature with its built-in thermometer. Uh, so it's more Google Pixel stuff, but I don't have the thermometer because I only have the standard Pixel. So that's one of the things that's missing from the Pro is the built-in thermometer, which would have been cool, all right, like to do like the like with COVID and stuff, do the temperature sensors and all that. A fresh new color for the Pixel 8 series isn't the only thing Google is announcing today. The company is also detailing its latest feature drop, which brings the brand new circle to search feature, uh, first seen on Samsung's Galaxy S24 to both the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro. Oh yeah, okay, I have to try that, so that'll be on my phone. Uh, Google says circle to search will go live on the 31st of January. Okay, so in in six days, uh, which just happens to be the release date for Samsung's S24 lineup. Uh, with a long press of your home button or navigation bar, you'll be able to circle anything on your phone screen and Google will serve up more information about the highlighted content. Uh, this feature drop also makes the built-in thermometer on the Pixel 8 Pro at least a little more useful. You can now use it to take your own or someone else's body temperature. Google describes the feature as medical grade so it seems uh, all but certain that the company obtained some level of FDA clearance to use the thermometer in this way. It's, it's still puzzling to me that Google decided to build a thermometer into the phone to begin with, but now you've got a practical use for it instead of checking the temperature of your coffee or something silly. I like that though. I like having it. Why, why add more things like that. I want lots of different things, blood oxygen sensors and I want, <laughs> well, no, that's more of a, on a watch thing, but no, I like that. Um, older pixels are getting new tricks too. 
Google says the Pixel 6 uh, and newer uh, will be able to use Magic Compose to rewrite a drafted message in different styles uh, with the help of AI. That processing happens on device in the case of the Pixel 8 Pro, but Google's other phones will be able to leverage the cloud to give their messages the professional tone or make them more concise. Uh, this feature drop also changes uh, what was previously nearby share to the simplified quick share branding now shared by Google and Samsung. Okay, so that's good. Uh, the functionality is still the same. Quick share lets you send content to nearby Android, Chrome OS and Windows devices, Windows devices that support the feature. Rounding out the latest update, Google says automatic video switching is coming to the Pixel Watch. You can switch your Pixel Buds Pro um, from your Pixel Watch to any number of Pixel phones or Pixel tablet and get uh, helpful notifications about where your audio is being switched to. And the company wrote on its blog post, and finally, Google is bringing Photomoji to its messages app. Uh, so that's handy. Um, I, I, but Sony XM4s that I have can do that as well, can like have multiple devices. So you can jump from the computer playing audio to the to the phone playing audio straight away. It was, it was an upgrade that came with, with a Bluetooth 5.0 or something like that, uh, where you can use multiple devices, but it's been it's been growing since. But they've adding something similar, maybe a more advanced version of it now to Google as well. A study has found parents are becoming increasingly worried about the time their children spent looking at screens. The UK's Internet Matters charity suggests 63 percent of people believe being online is negatively affecting their child's health. Uh, but it also says some families are pleased with the social aspects of the internet, including becoming more uh, confident, creative and empowered. Yeah, sometimes that's forgotten a bit as well. There's a lot of positives to the internet as well. When it comes to information and education and research, yeah, it's a very, it can be a very, very useful tool. Plus, it's I know it can be bad for, um, say, manipulating people when it comes to the truth and things like that and but it also is it's a good uh, kind of way to speak truth to power in a way you know it's kind of a you know stories can be suppressed and you know in the past you'd hear about celebrities that pay for a story you know that, that their their handlers or their company would get a story suppressed by a certain newspaper or something like that and you know, I'm sure that was happening on a political level in in some parts of the world and things like that. Whereas with social media, a lot of things were able to get out there. Everyone can be a journalist, in other words, you know, on the likes of X and Facebook and things like that. Uh, that that, uh, that that there's a lot of citizen journalists, as they say, and uh, you know, a lot of it was being suppressed. It came out, you know, in the Twitter files and. Uh, it, it came out in some proceedings against Facebook as well that certain stories were in, in elections around the world were being suppressed and things like that. But um, I think that's less so now on, on Twitter into X now. There's a, a less suppression going on. You know, it might be a bit, a little bit more Wild West because of the whole freedom of speech thing. And there's a lot of freedom of speech is often things that people don't want to hear being said as well or negative stuff or or you know, stuff that's bad, but uh, it's it's uh, it also is the good being able to get through and that people not being able to hide behind censorship and things like that. Uh, it's, uh, it brings out honesty in people, so hopefully it will balance out and hopefully they can uh, eliminate a lot of the negativity too is, is 
like from bots from you know uh if say if a story comes out it can be or it can be created or exaggerated by adversarial countries or companies in you know or, or individuals or groups you know um against one side or another side or different things it can be used for so hopefully you know uh discussion can be honest and can be people's own opinions and things like that i think it would help a lot rather than uh, kind of being artificially um boosted for for certain reasons and things like that um so next story google pixels 8 phones can now come in a new mint color uh, so there's a mint color. It's actually very nice, uh, a very light green mint, yeah, peppermint kind of color. Uh, Google's 2023 flagship um, has added a fourth color option, but it's only available from the Google Store and Google Fi, and only with 128 gig of storage. That's that's actually a thing now. It's very hard to get a bigger storage. Um, now I have a 20, 128 gig, uh, but I use a lot of cloud storage, so it's handy for that. But the shops and a lot of them don't want to stock anything bigger than 128 gig, which is a pity. You know, I think even 256 with the the resolution of photos and videos and things nowadays, I think it should, and the size of apps and stuff like that, it should 256 should nearly be the standard. And you know, somebody was talking about it before. It it's almost negligible cost between a hundred and twenty eight gig and a terabyte of storage. You know, it's it doesn't cost them a whole lot more to do one than the other. It's the same with battery size. You know, that that they want to either charge a lot for, or they're very careful about how much extra they give. You know, maybe they just want to they want to keep some for next year's phone kind of thing, but. Uh, yeah, I suppose, but uh, you should always try. I think you should just try to do the best you can for your flagship phone, the best of the best. And in in the next year, you'll have, you know, whatever improvements you make or new things you discover or new AI features can be added uh, to the next model and then so on and so forth. You know, the, the, that used to happen one time where, you know, you'd get the best the best they could absolutely do. And that was it. But, you know, the Google Pixel 8 Pro could have, you know, 120 watt fast charging and have, you know, a 6,000 milliamp hour battery and it wouldn't make a whole lot of difference. You know, the phone might be half a millimeter thicker that nobody would even notice and a little bit heavier that most people wouldn't even notice. And, you know, and plus it would last, you know, a day and a half instead of, you know, if you're using it heavily, you know, uh, just a day just about a day even the google pixel 8 now that i'm using uh, the battery's not bad but still in all it, it, sometimes if i'm even at work now and i'd be using a little bit for emails not a lot and and just for emails and things like that uh it would still be bordering on 50 percent even at lunchtime which is not good, which means if I didn't charge it until 11 o'clock that night, it would it would be probably have died by then, you know. So uh, it's not, you know, it's, it's definitely not a full day of heavy use, uh, the Google Pixel 8. So uh, I do usually have to plug it in a little bit in the middle of the day or as I'm driving. Usually when I'm driving, I just plug it into the charger there as I'm driving along. Um, but yeah, storage wise, they definitely should should be trying to do a bit better. 
uh, but they have added a nice green colour now. So they weren't exactly subtle with the teases earlier this week, and now the company has confirmed it's launching both the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro in a new mint green colour. Uh, the latest colour option is a bit muted uh, compared to the Bay Blue uh, 8 Pro, uh, but if you're a fan of the smaller regular Pixel, uh, and this is your first chance at a colour beyond uh, the safe black, hazel and rose gold. Uh, so I got the black one because it was the last phone they had in the shop, so uh, it was the only one available. But I probably would have got the white one. Uh, the the is that hazel rose gold? I thought there was a white one. Or maybe that was just the pro. What's the hazel? Oh, the um, grey, the grey kind of looking one, and rose gold. No, I wouldn't be a, be a fan of rose gold. But I actually, if I had any choice now, I'd get the mint one. I, I like that new mint color, so it's nice. Um, uh, for both phones, Mint is uh, only available with the base 128 gig of storage. If you need more than that, you've got to stick with the original colors. Google sent a sample of the 8 Pro over to me and a pamphlet included in the package describes Mint as inspired by the vibrant hue you find in nature and luminous color that invites the mind into a state of energizing calmness. Yes, there's more. <laughs> it's a color that equals it's equal parts daring, focused and optimistic for a fresh new year and a fresher version of you. Or it's just a color. It's just a peppermint color. That's ridiculous now. Um, OK, Breaking Bad star Brian Cranston says his new movie Argyle is a proper escapism for all ages. The latest franchise from Matthew Vaughan has had its world premiere in London. The movie stars were full of praise for the British director, who was also behind the Kingsman trilogy, great films, uh, and very good escapism, good fun, you know. Uh, Henry Cavill, who plays the title character, uh, this time says uh, Matthew's style is unique. Matthew Vaughan's visual style is very particular, and it's things like this, this carpet, and the pattern, and he has me in a flat top and a narrow velvet green jacket. It's the kind of thing which you wouldn't think of normally, and somehow it happens. Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of Henry Cavill as well. He's a, he's a great actor, and he's a, he seems to be a good guy as well. You know, he's a real kind of movie buff, and uh, he kind of... Um He's, he builds his own computers and things like that. I watched a video of him, like he bought all the parts and built his own computer and he's kind of a nerd as well, you know. Uh, so it's nice to see he's kind of a, a down-to-earth kind of guy as well So and very good actor. And he, Plus there was some messing going on with The Witcher as well and uh, I think he just walked away from it because... I don't know the full story of it, but I saw someone that, that they were trying to change things around and they weren't following the proper story or something. I don't know the full story of it, but he wasn't happy with how, how it was being done anyway and how the character was being portrayed. He was being, the Witcher himself was being lessened and lessened and he wasn't happy about that and uh, he kind of walked away from it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of Hollywood at the moment. A lot of stuff that's going on in Hollywood. Um, PlayStation 5 update blocks Kronos Zen cheat devices. Uh, so I didn't, I've never heard of the Kronos Zen cheat device. The latest update for the PlayStation 5 prevents the Kronos Zen controller emulator from connecting, but it's unclear whether it was intentional. Uh, the PlayStation 5, uh, their latest update blocks players from using the Kronos Zen, a device cheaters use to get an unfair advantage in first-person shooters and other games. As spotted by Call of Duty news site uh, Charlie in the Intel, um, 
a notice on the Cronus website warns players that the 24.01.8-8 the new update of PlayStation 5 uh, no longer allows the Cronus Zen to connect to the to the console. Although Cronus builds the device as a controller emulator, cheaters have been using it to perform all sorts of digital tweaks to their controllers, like reducing recoil and setting uh, macros. Some players using uh, keyboard and mouse also employ the Cronus Zen to trick their console into thinking they're using a controller for the benefit of their aim and movement abilities. Okay. Cronus uh, says there is no timetable on when it will get the device working again. However, we still don't know if Sony issued a patch to specifically block the Cronus Zen. It's also unclear whether other third-party hardware used for cheating like uh, XIM and Rhea Snow S1 are affected. The Verge reached out to Sony with a request for comment, but it didn't immediately hear back. Uh, so... Oh, that's interesting. I never knew any of this stuff existed. I just used my normal PlayStation controller, so I didn't know there was kind of cheat controllers. I suppose for the for the heavy gamers, they're, they're always they're always trying to cheat. I was watching like a compilation before of um of uh, online streamer gamers getting caught cheating and things like that. So they have like um cheats where they can see through walls and things like that, and sometimes they accidentally leave their like cheat cheat or cheat software open where it can be seen on the live stream you know they might have two screens and one is for the live and the other one is for their own private and sometimes they might drag or drop or press something where the the screen that's supposed to be on their second screen and not seen by the streamers appears on the other screen and uh, they give the game away and there was they were shown um a girl playing and she was able to she seemed like she had a, a magic power she could she could just tell where everyone was coming from but then they showed she could actually just see through the walls she was using a cheat just to see where all the other players were and they couldn't see where she was so um she seemed invincible in these games so there's there's every trick in the book for uh, for cheating in games uh, a cat who was missing in loud for more than a year has been found safe and well Tigger the tabby went missing from Drogheda's Animal Rescue Cat Centre during a cat rehoming day in November 2022. However, he's been taken by Hazel Huber and her family who lived nearby and renamed Ben. Uh, volunteers at the Animal Centre had uh, feared he'd been killed in a road accident. Hazel contacted the centre after recognising his photo uh, in a missing poster she'd seen at the vet's. Uh, so that's hilarious. I'm glad the, the the cat found its own family. It didn't need to be re rehomed. It rehomed itself. Uh, the Verge's favorite mobile phone gadgets. Uh, we talk about the cases, chargers, and other gadgets we used in our phones. So let's see what the Verge... Some, it might be something useful. No, most of this stuff seems to be for iPhones nowadays. Uh, I, I like going into TK Maxx uh, all the time and there's so many nice phone covers and different chargers and uh, things and they're all uh, iPhone stuff so it really when it comes to some of the shops out there it seems to be very iPhone centric I suppose it's handier because if it comes to Android there's a thousand different ones uh, but when it comes to iPhones you know and the latest models especially there's there's only a few you know the Pro and Pro Max and the standard one and that kind of thing with uh, uh, there's a lot uh, and they have uh, you know not as much in Ireland but say in America uh, they have like is it 
50 or 60% of the market or whatever it is, um, is just the iPhone alone and everyone else has to share the rest. So it is a, it is a big chunk, probably even more maybe. Um, so they can they can do that. But let's see what The Verge has. Uh, peak Destiny Everyday Case. Peak, uh, peak, oh, sorry, Peak Destiny. Peak Designs Everyday Case. Uh, it's 35 quid. Peak Designs phone cases for Sa- iPhones, Samsung phones, and Pixel phones have a fabric back with protective... I was actually looking. Oh, so I bought... So you know Google has uh, their speakers and all that has a nice fabric on them, like a grey fabric. And I saw a cover for the for the Pixel 8 online and it looked like a fabric back on it the same as one of the Google speakers so I ordered it and it was like a picture of fabric on a, now it was only a couple of euros so I should have known but um, the cover was fine it fitted fine the, the, everything else worked but it wasn't fabric it was like a, a plastic that looked like fabric but when you touch it then it's just a normal plastic so but I was looking for an actual fabric so this might be this might solve the problem uh, they use built in magnets for optional accessories like a tripod or a bike mount oh so that's handy as well uh, my favourite iPhone case it looks good for how durable it is and uh, the magnets that help it connect to Peak Design Slim Link accessories but make it a MagSafe and QI2 compatible uh, that's great for iPhones but Peak Design also makes cases for pixels and samsung galaxy phones uh so you can use those 10 watt magsafe compatible qi chargers and get most of the thrill of magsafe qi2 without waiting for qi2 phones to ship uh, so that's handy so it has a magnet on the back as well Do you, if somebody could solve the wireless charging and have a pop socket I, I don't use a pop and have a magnet as well for uh for the car so i have one of those round magnet holders on the car and i have a round magnet kind of pop socket thing on the back where it's one of the metal ones and it's a, a ring one um uh, and it's quite handy, but obviously you can't wirelessly charge. And if there was some, if they could put the wireless charging thing at at the uh, the the top of the phone or the bottom of the phone or something like that, where you can lay the phone down, or, or have one that the pop socket with like a dip in it, where the the pop socket fits in, so the phone the it, it the, the pop so- pop socket goes through. Yeah, like have a donut shaped charger, wireless charger, where you lay down your phone. And it charges the the coil goes around the pop socket or something like that, and you just lay your phone down, and it um it uh, charges yeah uh, through the like yeah you lay it down on like a donut shaped thing, and it charges that would be very handy. Somebody should do that. That's an idea there. Uh, my favorite iPhone case. It looks good for how. Oh yeah, so we read that. So that's the Peak Design Everyday Case. Um, strong cases with weird names. D brand phone cases. Cases for iPhones, Pixels, and Galaxy phones with style and impact. So D brand do the skins. Uh, they probably do case. They do cases as well. Uh, but you can get lots of different designs, and you can get the ones that looks like the inside of your phone. You know, you can get a skin. Um, they they went together with a YouTuber and uh, they, they designed, they came up with, like they did high resolution images of the inside of your phone with a few design uh, things added on as well. Um, but yeah, they'd be on the list. Uh, so the Pop Socket Pop Wallet uh, plus, plus it's 40 quid. Uh, the Pop Socket's uh, iconic phone handle also pops, uh, props up your device and now comes with a MagSafe compatible case and wallet. Okay, so this might solve the problem. Um, 
I hate carrying a bag or purse and the best solution I found is to sidestep by using a day-to-day basis is my Pop Wallet Plus. I just pop a couple of credit cards in an ID uh, and an ID and attach, oh, so it's a wallet. It's a case that's a wallet and uh, and a pop socket. Uh, but it can still wirelessly charge, so that's very good. Uh, it's strong enough to stay on my phone through most activities, though it does sometimes. Is it MagSafe just to grab it, or is it MagSafe compatible? I don't know if it'll charge through that, though. Uh, most activities, though, it does sometimes detach when I'm trying to squeeze it into a too small pocket or if I hit it in just the right on, on an object. Also, it's it just pops off. Uh, it, it It's a bit clumsy, though. Or they're a bit clumsy. The person said they were clumsy also. Uh, mop. Uh, so this is a snap-on phone stand. Uh, uh, moft snap-on phone stand and wallet. Uh, 30 quid moffs phone stand and wallet sticks to the back of your phone, either by MagSafe or adhesive, and fits three of your most precious ID payment cards. So it's a phone stand and a wallet and a combination phone stand and wallet. <laughs> uh, an accessory that does two jobs instead of just one is the best kind of phone accessory in my book. Uh, so it's a little kind of green pouch that kind of sticks on the back of your phone. So uh, And it's magnetic or, or um, adhesive. So uh, slow but very stylish. Uh, Mag 2 essential jewel device charging stand. A uh, beautifully stylized charging stand for your phone, iPhone 12, 13, 14, 15, and AirPods. Uh, so it'll charge your phone. So it's a nice curved kind of modern design. Uh, and you can put your iPods on it and your phone on it as well. Uh, the current dual device charging stand is made for those who prefer design over all else. Uh, so <laughs> okay, An organizer for everything. Uh, so this is, this is cool now. It's, so it's a long tray. Um, rectangular tray with two legs coming up out of it and another kind of stand on top of it, a rectangular one so your watch can go on it your phone can go on it and there's keys and coins and everything in it as well uh, it's 36 quid, it's the Yamaza, Yamazaki desk organizer, yeah, Yamazaki uh, a simple yet elegant desk organizer that's just right for propping up your phone or stashing your Apple watch uh, Yamazaki's desk organizer isn't a, st- a smartphone accessory per se, but I found it to be more uh, stylish resting spot for my phone than your run-of-the-mill QI charging stand. The handy, handy steel and wood desk organizer is great for stashing a pair of wireless earbuds and some stationery, and it's outfitted with an arm that's perfectly suited for holding a watch or two. Uh, the best part, however, is that the upper platform is situated farther back than the bottom tray, which means you can rest a small notebook or your phone upright, thus making it an easy to gla- easy to glance at text, calendar reminders, and other incoming notifications. Um, uh, they've always been a fan of Yamazaki's understated wares. Uh, just honestly uh, often look a little bit more expensive than they are. The Japanese company, which started out making ironing boards more than 100 years ago, has steadily built up an impressive collection of minimalist goods. Uh, Three-in-one wireless charger, uh, Belkin Boost Charge, three-in-one. I've seen that. That's one of the local shops has that somewhere for sale. It's 95 quid. I think it's cheaper where I've seen it, or maybe it's a different brand, but it does sound familiar. I've seen it somewhere. Uh, charge your iPhone, Apple Watch, and AirPods all at once in a three-in-one uh, docking. So it's a nice little docking station. You can put your watch around. There's like a, a circular um, uh, 
bit on top of the base, which your watch will go around. Then the pods go in the middle on top of the where the watch is, and then the phone clips onto the stand on the side. So it's a three-in-one. So handy little one. Uh, not AirPods, EarPods. <laughs> so it's the Apple EarPods, 19 quid. Apple's wired earbuds are comfortable, provide fine audio, and include a built-in remote control. Uh, so this is the, the the Apple's own earpods. They have um, they have the lightning port, but I think you can get USB-C version as well. So uh, earbuds just work. They just work. Panasonic's ErgoFit wired earbuds, fifteen quid. Inexpensive wired earbuds that come in a variety of colors. So people are forgetting wired nowadays, but a lot of phones are not like there's no there's no headphone jack in the in the Google Pixel now. Any of them, and most of the new flagship phones don't have any. Uh, a mobile tripod for simple snaps. Uh, premium stick phone tripod selfie stick, 46 quid. Uh, expanding up to 60 inches, workable as a tripod with a Bluetooth-enabled remote. This selfie stick makes photo taking much easier. Uh, if you're doing that, for that price, you might as well go for one of the gimbals. Like a few quid more and you'll get um, the likes of the Hohem iSteady, H-O-H-E-M iSteady. And it's uh, an electronic gimbal. It keeps the phone... Uh, in whatever direction you want it to you can press a button and it'll flip horizontal and you can take videos you can take photos a lot more sturdy uh, and a lot you know less shaky and everything than you would uh, by holding it by hand or with a, a normal uh, tripod so and it's, it doesn't cost and much more than that or any more and this one has a stand built in if you just want to stand it as well so does the some of the versions of the Hohem and they also have um uh, lights built into them as well so uh, yeah so they're handy now maybe the one with the lights would cost a few quid more but you get a lot more for it uh, and that's pretty much it for today I had a few more stories but unfortunately I've ran out of time uh, thanks for listening today hope you've enjoyed the show uh, I just want to remind everyone to if they can to support our GoFundMe if you go on our Facebook page you'll see the West Limerick 102 FM GoFundMe you know we're 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 in a bit of financial trouble at the moment. You know we've been doing our best. This is a kind of a, a legacy debt that's left over from years and years ago, and unfortunately it's difficult to ban- balance the income and outcome. And uh, we're trying to hit the goal of ten thousand. And if we can if we can get that and clear some some of our legacy debt that's left over, we'll be able to kind of a, it'll take us out of debt and and put us into a different category which will enable us to apply for a lot more funding that say your normal community stations and other stations that wouldn't have a legacy debt would be able to apply for because being in debt can sometimes um uh, not allow you not qualify you for applying for a lot of these fundings and to kind of employ staff and to buy equipment and to do upgrades and things like that so we've we've been missing out of that for years and years it's amazing we've been able to kind of keep going the way we have done uh, we've we've pulled off a lot of miracles here over the years, but um, unfortunately, it's kind of catching up with us a bit. So we do need a listener's help. So if you are listening, if you can go to our Facebook page, you'll see our GoFundMe there, and uh, click on it. And anything you could do would be would be very appreciated. Okay, thank you for listening. Uh, I'll hopefully be back again next week. I'll talk to you then. That's it for Tech Thursday. Bye bye. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.